Hello, everyone. My name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. You know what stupid joke I saw on Twitter the other day? It said, (laughs) what do you call children who are afraid of Santa Claus? Claustrophobic. That's so bad. All right, let's start the episode. Okay, so before we start, I'd like to personally thank everyone who listened to the first episode and made it to the second episode. <laughs> um, so welcome back. Good to have you back. So order of business, we updated our playlist on Spotify with all our favorite songs. You can check it out. It's called Big Empty Purse, all one word. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse. Okay, so what have you been up to since the last episode, Christy? Um, I've actually been reading books, which I am terrible about. Um, I don't know why. I love reading books, and so clearly I don't do it. But I've actually been reading this book um, called The Strain. Um, it's co-written by Chuck Hogan and Guillermo del Toro, like the movie the director? director. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's really excellent. So I love his movies. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, pause the podcast, go <laughs> go to IMDb. Uh, but like he's best known for Pan's Labyrinth, and he's done a lot of different um, English and Spanish language horror movies. But yeah, the, reading the book is like, like the prose is so cool. It's like so visual, but it's like still a different experience than like watching a movie. Um and it's also a really good story. So it's like a horror book about vampires, which like vampires have been made so unscary. <laughs> oh right, thanks to um, Edward Cullen. So, um, oh like, is is it is it is it actually scary in terms of like the content, or is it just like a fairy tale fantasy vampire? It's actually scary. Wow. Like it, it's at least so far. I'm only partway through it. So like maybe like 10 podcasts from now, I might be on here being like, this book is terrible. Don't read it. But (laughs) at least so far, (laughs) at least so far, it's really, it's been scary. Who is Chuck Hogan, by the way? Why does that name sound familiar? He's pretty good. Yeah. Edward Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think he's, I think he's just a horror author. (laughs) Oh, okay. Shout out Chuck Hogan. Yeah. You sound semi-familiar. No, I don't know. I think he's just an horror author um you know um Um, the the only thing i know about guillermo uh, del toro is i think he was not discovered one of his first roles he actually started as an actor and he was i think in one of martin scorsese's earlier movies i don't remember which one it was and he played like um a bar thug that got into like a one of those rowdy fights and Apparently, people love him from that movie, and his career <laughs> took off. So, watch. I could be wrong about that fact, oh, and wow. I'll get fact-checked later. But that's the only thing I remember, like, knowing of <laughs> I also know he's his um, Pan's Labyrinth. By the way, let's take a brief interlude to talk about Pan's Labyrinth. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, absolutely. I love that movie. I still didn't get it. I've seen it twice. 
And I'm just like, am I supposed to be getting <laughs> something? It's like Alice in Wonderland meets like Spanish. It's it's weird. I, I still don't understand what the the arc, the plot, the resolution, the climax. I couldn't tell you which part of the movies fall under any of those categories. I'm like, okay, we saw it. It's fantastic. And that's it. That's fair. That <laughs> no, if I'm being honest right now, the plot is not what I love most about it. In fact, I, <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was sort of confusing. I mostly enjoyed it, I think, for like the visuals and sort yeah. of all the, the sort of like fairy tale, like dark fairy tale sort of thing. That's terrible. I can like the plot. I love a good plot, but also like I'm so willing to overlook plot holes. Like I'm way too forgiving of plot holes. <laughs> like I don't even care. <laughs> I just roll right on. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense, but it's but it's pretty so <laughs> move it along the, the visuals were stunning I, I i think the visuals were really really stunning so i did watch it and i was like what am i supposed to be getting from this but wow that's actually good to know <laughs> now that i know that is uh, when you said the strain is the name of the title of the book the first thing that i thought of was ah read the pandemic like that seems very <laughs> apt <laughs> but i guess i'll have to read it to find out oh more my God. Oh, um, man. Speaking of pandemic books, did you see it was published much earlier in the pandemic, but you might have heard about it. It's called The End of October. No, it's you know, I don't novel. read on account of like I went to public school, but <laughs> um, no, uh, it's called the wait, what was it October? It's the end of October. The end of and October. it got a bunch of publicity because it is a book about like a virus and sort of a like pseudo apocalyptic thing. But it was like weirdly prescient of like this whole COVID pandemic, like just so much about the book was like exactly what happened but the guy wrote it last summer like summer 2019 he had just done all this research and talked to a bunch of people that was like if there's a pandemic what would it be like and then he wrote the future wow <laughs> honestly like that tracks that honestly tracks a lot of people really were just predicting stuff up and down and they were all right because i suppose like pandemics typically happen the exact same well not exact same way but very similar the pandemic of 1918 mm -hmm. the spanish flu it's almost like we learned nothing from that we learned absolutely nothing <laughs> anyway you know what song was stuck in my head yesterday and i couldn't get it out Joni mitchell's big yellow taxi i listened to it and i it just it was stuck in my head and after i heard it and i listened to it i went to look at the um the sample that jenna jackson did called got till it's gone mm. and i said for those of you who don't know who Joni mitchell is i want you to pause the podcast go listen to her catalog and come back the song i'm actually referring to for those of you who don't know you've heard it a lot of times in samples you just didn't recognize that that's what i'm talking about it's the don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone oh. that's big yellow taxi yeah. everybody has sampled that song it's a great song but um jenna jackson's yeah. version of it is actually hip-hop lo-fi and it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But anyway, I'll probably put it on the playlist that again. A... Plug, shout out to the playlist. You guys should yeah. go listen to that playlist. But um, carry on. That playlist has like no coherent theme, except it's all great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's much better than I very unfortunately got achy, breaky heart stuck in my head. Oh my God. It's like, why is that even in my brain? Like, why are you still storing that song? <laughs> Somebody got us like a, like a trivia game. And I was just like flipping through the cards. And one of them was achy, breaky heart. And my brain read that phrase and was like, let's play the song on repeat now. <laughs> it's like, oh. 
what's his oh, name? Um, I know his last name is Cyrus, but uh, Billy Ray, Billy Ray Cyrus, the Billy father Ray to Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Shout out to him. I, um, th- the last big thing that I remember him doing was um, the collab he did with Lil Nas X. The yes. I'm gonna take my. First of all, that song slaps. Shout out to Lil Nas X. Oh, sidebar. I've been watching Alice in Borderland. Have you seen the show? No, I haven't. It's um, it's a show on Netflix. Spoiler alert! I'm going to describe the <laughs> vague structure of Alice in Borderland on Netflix. These bunch of friends who, for some reason, get trapped into this alternate reality where they're forced to play a game, and the game has different levels of difficulty. And after they finish a level, they get like a visa. And that visa can only span like three or four days. And then they must play the next level. And if they don't play the next level, they die. First of all, the acting is not great. I will say that. But whoever <laughs> writes the script has to like think of these difficult scenarios to make the levels of the game. And it's pretty interesting to see how where their brain goes. Like there's a panther that shows up out of nowhere. There's a flooding. There's a military serial killer. And they have to like dodge all of these horrible things that happen in the, in the game just so they can stay alive long enough. And they keep people drop dead on that show like flies. Like they kill characters off like faster than <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> but um, I've been watching that. That's fascinating. I thought so too. You have to... Yeah. Try that out. <laughs> it's it's actually I think it's based off of like a Japanese comic book. I don't know much about it. Yeah. I just saw it on Netflix and I just clicked play that and I've tracks. been watching it. Yeah, <laughs> it does track. <laughs> oh, did you see this a funny stupid story? No, please tell me more. It was because... first of all, it it was wild. So apparently, um, Yuri Talochko. I hope I'm saying that right. Shout out to Yuri Talochko. He's a bodybuilder in Kazakhstan. And after like 18 months of dating his beloved sex doll, yeah, you heard that right, his beloved sex doll, they finally were able to get married in November. And people actually showed up to the wedding. They celebrated the dance. In fact, they had a videographer. And the video is actually great. You can look this up online and find the video. But um, they met at a nightclub. <laughs> they did me. The story gets wild. That's not the end of the story, by the way. It gets worse oh than that. It gets wilder. Like- <laughs> the name of the sex doll is Margot. And uh, Margot, the sex doll, she broke sometime before December 25. And Yuri doesn't say exactly how she broke or what part of her broke. But all we know is Margot broke and she's been sent to the shop to be repaired. And Yuri hopes to have his wife back home in time for January 7 which is when they celebrate their Christmas, I suppose. Oh, man, I have so many questions. (laughs) Right? I have so many questions. Okay, they met at a nightclub. Uh Uh-huh. Was she just visiting the nightclub? Did she work at the nightclub? Did he purchase her from the nightclub? I do not know. I actually do not. I have more questions too, because I was looking this up. I had to figure out exactly how do you get a marriage or a wedding certificate from the Kazakhstan government. Apparently, it has to be between a man and a woman. They both have to be over the age of eighteen, and they both have to consent. So I was thinking, um, does Margot identify as a woman? And if so, <laughs> is she over the age of eighteen? <laughs> yes. And did she consent? <laughs> but like, I, I look, I can't be the person out here trying to like rain on somebody else's parade. So if they're happy, I'm happy for them, you know? 
shout out to yuri and margo uh, we are wishing margo a speedy recovery <laughs> and i hope she's back home in time for um thoughts and prayers <laughs> <laughs> our thoughts for and prayers margo. go out to margo i hope she gets better soon <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have gone to that wedding if I was invited. I would have loved being at that wedding. <laughs> That's the other thing I was thinking about, right? I was like, I was like, their friends and family actually showed up. Also, when uh, the, the article that I first read, there was like, oh, they had friends and family around them um, celebrating and dancing. I was like, was Margot dancing? Was she dancing? Like, or was she, she just propped up at her own wedding? I would have gone for that oh, wedding, too, honestly. I would have turned up and turned all the way out. <laughs> How did you just go? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I learned, I learned something really stupid. It's not even really a story. I just, like, it's one of those things that, like, is really obvious but never clicked. That there are four quarts in a gallon. It's, like, quart, like, quarter. <laughs> so it's a quarter of a gallon. <laughs> this is not interesting at all, but it's just, it's just so, like, yeah but um okay i suppose we can go on a tangent here because like how we measure stuff here doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense no. if i ask you how many no. like in terms of metric volume how do you measure a pint it's so arbitrary it's so arbitrary who decides like oh this is a pint and a, a gallon has x amount of pints or actually is it the other way around is there is pint bigger than a gallon no so it's and it's, this is also why quart is stupid. So there's like a cup, two cups is a pint, two pints is a quart, but then there's nothing for two quarts. It's just a half gallon. Oh. And then a gallon, none of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. What's the metric equivalent it's, for, what's the metric um, unit for volume? Oh, uh, liters, milliliters. Oh, I was like a cubic meter. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly. I don't know exactly what fraction of a liter is a cup now. The third thing on here says, um, <laughs> the Americans, is that a show? Oh yeah, it's a show. Yeah, it's about undercover KGB agents in the US in the 80s. It's excellent. It's really, yeah. Once again, I'm like five years behind on pop culture because the, <laughs> the show was really popular like five years ago. <laughs> I haven't, I'm literally, I'm hearing um, this for the first time. I, I figured oh like, God, it's such a it good sounds show. like a yes. show, show name, but I like, okay. So is it like, do you, did you see salt with Angela Jolie? Salt. No. She, exactly. But she was like a sleeper agent for the KGB and she got activated at some point and or somebody like activated her without her knowing. It was weird. I didn't get what was happening. But is, is it like that? It was somebody like. Yeah, they're basically like we're like trained KGB agents and they were like trained to act like Americans and they literally like went to America and like had children and are like normal like they're like living in the suburbs of dc and like running a travel agency but also they're kgb spies is it a, <laughs> and it's I, just the show is like it's a drama but okay. it's like i don't know if they're like intending to be funny but sometimes it's so funny they'll literally because they like have their kids and they're like balancing their lives and it's like well we have to assassinate this person today but one of us needs to be home for dinner <laughs> 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 Oh, I have to I have to get into this. I really do have to get into this. You know, um yeah, it it reminds me of um the the show Blacklist. The lady they uh the lady who plays Elizabeth Kane, she um 
she could use acting lessons. I'm talking as if I can act. I really can't. But I'm just saying, the role that she plays on that show, she's supposed. She's a. I mean, the, the character is supposed to be this strong, intelligent, highly revered, and she just plays it like a sappy, whiny. But um, shout out to her. I hope she's out. Yikes. Yeah. But um, the, the people actually don't watch. Thoughts I don't think. Prayers I know. Acting ability. <laughs> yeah. But um, people watch it actually for the um, the main character. I forget his name. He's actually a really good actor. If I remember his name. Also. So uh, is it James Spader? I think it's James Spader. I think it's him. I, I, yeah. Spader sounds familiar. Yeah. I was going to say the name of the guy from House of Cards who got canceled. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> But I know it's not him, so it mm. has to be James Spader. <laughs> anyway, so we'll be discussing New Year's shenanigans on today's episode, which it's very timely, and there's a whole bunch of shenanigans to discuss. And oh, yes. Uh, but first up, um, do you have any New Year's traditions? Nothing really like tradition e, except that. We typically, my husband and I get together with like the same group of friends from college every year because I haven't made any new friends since college. <laughs> That's very real. I feel that. I really feel that. But, but usually we do, we used to do New York City every year, but a bunch of our friends have left New York City because actually living in New York City is awful. <laughs> Like, I love visiting New York City, and after one weekend, I'm real tired of New York City. Um, I feel the same way about but, that. Right? And then a bunch of our friends rudely moved to the West Coast, so then we tried doing it in San Francisco, which was fun. But now COVID is a thing, so Oi. we're just going to Zoom with them. <laughs> Shout out to Zoom. They are really making life bearable for a lot of people. The other thing is that in response to New York yeah. City, right? If you live in New York City and you're listening to this, um, don't add me on Twitter. I don't want to hear your nonsense about how New York City is the best city in the world. I agree with you and I love that for you. But the reality is like if you hike up to New York City for a visit, it's fun. But actually living there, it seems like a lot to deal with for no reason at all. It, it's just, I can't imagine, mm -hmm. first of all, waking up in the morning and just realizing how much stress you have to put up with just leaving your house, which probably isn't your house because it's mm -hmm. more likely like an apartment building. And then you have to deal with everybody <laughs> in the elevator all the way down. You have to get down when you get into the street. There's a whole bunch of people. If you live anywhere near like um, the heart of Manhattan, Midtown, or even all the way up to the Bronx, like there are just so many tourists around that you you're bound to run into people that you don't care. The extroverts might love that, but personally, I think that's a nightmare. I really think that's a nightmare. Yeah. So it's just it's so unnecessary. <laughs> and also, the whole city smells like trash all summer. <laughs> exactly. The only time that I would visit New York would be like late fall, or maybe mm -hmm. like mm, very early spring, because like. It's, I think the people who go there or who move there, they have this fantastical idea of what it is like. Probably they're moving there to meet their fellow creative people or people who are, if they come from a small town, people who are open-minded, people who maybe are, are not as stuck in their ways. So for that reason, New York right. is great. It's great. But if you already have that community, that group of friends elsewhere, you don't have to be in New York City because the actual physical environment, oh my goodness, that'll drive you crazy. Not to mention the high rent in New York City, the high rent in New York City, it's high 
for no reason. Oh. It's very oh. high. Oh. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It and <laughs> yeah, and if if you if you are starting out as like a generation that comes after, is it Z or Y? I think it's Z. 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 Right. Yeah. Shout out to them. Like, if you are in this corona economy and the money isn't coming in and you're not popping off like you should be popping off moving to new york city will bankrupt you it will bankrupt oh my god you. yeah it's very expensive yeah in a studio with two other people and still be broke <laughs> <laughs> it's a shoebox it's really a shoebox and a lot of those apartments have not been renovated since maybe the 60s or the 70s so the no yeah the amenities and the appliances in there are extremely old most of them don't work very well like some of those still have like radiators from a hundred years ago and the radiators are just boiling hot so if you turn them on in the winter yes. your apartment is like a furnace it's really hot <laughs> shout out to baltimore ambulances i hear one going by <laughs> I, I can't imagine the people who live in New York are having a great time, especially in the pandemic when like everybody's living on top of each other. Everybody's so oh tightly God, packed together. Yeah. Like you, social distancing will only go so far because like you, you might as well just stay in your house, lock the door, and just don't come out because as soon as you come out, there's just so many people. So I don't know right. how they're handling that, but apparently they're doing they're doing much better than most of the country actually. Um, shout out to Andrew Cuomo. Apparently, he's whipped them into yeah. shape. He's doing the good work, and they're doing all right. So, shout out to New York City. I don't mean to rag on yeah. you as much as I just did. I love you dearly, but... I know. <laughs> couldn't be me. Yeah. I know we just hated for, like, five minutes straight, but... Um, do I have any New Year's traditions? I personally don't. I'm very lazy, and the thought of leaving home for people to, like, spill drinks on me, step on my shoes, and... I don't enjoy that. So I just stay home. But um, yeah. my family does have a tradition. We do the watch night service because my family is religious. But um, we do the watch night service every year. And everybody goes to church. And you count down the new year after the service is over together. And it's a hurrah in church. It's great. I also don't enjoy that because it's a large crowd of people in church. And I would rather mm. be asleep. I much rather would be asleep. I, I do see the merit in it, though, because I think... For a lot of the parents who drag their kids to the watch night service, I think it's a, it's a, it's a matter of um, an abundance of caution because they'd rather their kids be with them in church oh. than out in the streets where, like, you know, a lot of other people could maybe have been drinking, maybe driving, all sorts of reckless, irresponsible stuff, and they just don't want their kids to be in that environment. So they'd rather just bring their kids with them to church and make sure that they're at least safe with them there but um i get that i get that but i'm restless and i want to sleep and i don't want to be in a large crowd so i, I don't particularly enjoy that but um i go just for the sake of it but thankfully this year my excuse is corona there's a pandemic yeah. outside so i just am not going to be doing that so yes <laughs> it's great to use COVID as an excuse to do the things i was already going to do like not see people <laughs> right honestly you have no idea how often i've used corona as an excuse to not do things honestly it's like i enjoy cologne shopping and fragrance shopping right but what i don't enjoy is going to the store to do it but you must go to the store to do it because you have to smell the fragrances and actually you... so i hate doing that right and i have other friends who enjoy doing it and they're like let's go do it it's gonna be fun and i it could be a day when i just really don't want to leave home i'm just like you know 
there's a pandemic outside and I'm trying to do my part to flatten the curve. So I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> I've used it so often. Or it's like, oh, let's yeah. go out for drinks. And I'm like, mm, there's a pandemic. But they're like, they have outside sitting and everybody's going to be socially distanced. Like, but still, it's a pandemic. So I won't be going. Yeah, I've, I've used it so often. So shout out to COVID. Really, it's the great excuse to not doing anything with people in general. You could just... I don't want to, usually like I would have to be the person who's just like, no, I just don't want to go. I don't want to go. So I'm not going to go. So, which just seems rude, but now I'm going to be like, but there's a pandemic. So maybe we shouldn't. Oh, we have to discuss New Year's resolutions. We do have to discuss New Year's resolutions. Yes, of all the shenanigans. I know, of all the shenanigans. It's the one thing that people just really, year after year, they really go to. Did you have any resolution for the past year? I did not have any resolutions last year because I finished... I graduated with my PhD in December. <laughs> yeah, I finished, I graduated with my PhD after five and a half years. So I was like, I was like, I need my freedom. Like no one, I own, I don't owe anyone anything. I don't care. I just, I'm so, I was just so excited. I was like, I'm moving to DC, like to a real city. I like, I'm done with grad school. Like I'm going to be free. I'm going to travel. I have no, like, <laughs> yeah. Freedom was not the buzzword for uh, 2020. <laughs> How did that work out for you? <laughs> I think most people really did have that, like as their mindset for 2020, because like I said, last episode, we went through it in 2019. So my resolution mm -hmm. for 2020 was to travel more and be more adventurous and i really no i took it seriously 2020 turned and i was i started booking trips every place i was like i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm going to do that uh. and um if you listen to the last episode you realize that didn't work out very well for me either yeah. 2020 was like sir sir no and even even if the other thing i was thinking about is um a lot of local travel was still on right so you could like if you could just do like a road trip someplace if you like New York City or whatever. But if you did go to a road trip in those places, mm -hmm. it'd be futile because when you got there, they were under lockdown. Whatever it was you were going to be doing when you arrived was all shut down. Like you couldn't go sightseeing, you couldn't go to the bars, you couldn't go to the clubs, you couldn't go to the cinemas, the theaters, nothing. Everything was shut down. So going out, no. So, <laughs> but other people actually have all these unnecessary unnecessary news resolution for instance um people have this oh we're trying to be fit and healthy in 2020 and every year without fail every year like january the gym membership signups are through the roof everybody runs to the gym they're like i'm going to make this my year and i guarantee you by the third week in january the third week the gyms are empty 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 and i actually i fell for this like two, yeah. two i guess three years ago now uh, in 2018 i fell for this i was like you know what i'm gonna get swole this year i'm going to lift things and put them down and lift them again i'm going to do that repeatedly and i signed yeah. up for this <laughs> i signed up for this gym membership and they didn't call it a gym they called it a club that's how you know, that's how you know it's a scam it's really a scam yeah. it was a club not a gym and it cost 85 dollars a month not a year $85 a month and they had tiers too there they had tiers of it like you'd get the adult package or you'd get the young professional package or you get the children the <laughs> and of course like their their age demarcation so like 
the 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 young professional package was like maybe two years younger than I was at the time when I signed up, and I was like, can I get the cheaper one? They were like, you are not a young professional. You are a full adult, so you have to pay that price. And I was like, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. But um, I agreed to it because uh, my cousin and I. Shout out to my cousin, by the way. She's gonna be on the podcast, I think, in two episodes time. So she yes. and I signed up, and we're like, we're gonna keep each other honest. We're gonna be accountable. We're gonna go. She actually kept up with it. She's still on it to today. I didn't go. Oh. I signed the contract for the yearly membership. So that means I couldn't drop off. And the contract says something like, um, if you canceled at any point before the year is up, you are still liable to pay half of whatever is left on your contract, whether or not you keep it. Oh my goodness. Right. It's, oh. That's how they get you. And I've, of course I was like, oh. be, I was like, I'm going to be here anyway. So this is not a problem for me. Nope. I went maybe seven times, seven times. And I just oh. didn't go the rest of the and I was paying them monthly. I was like, I'm just not going to show up because like I live oh. 10 miles away from that gym. So I'd have to like drive there. And oh. again, the thing that I hate oh. about like having yeah. crowds, I like I was like, I can't do this. And I didn't know how to use half the equipment in there anyway. And I wasn't going to then on top of my $85 membership also pay for a personal trainer. I was like, <laughs> no. So. The thing where you have to like grab the um, Lysol wipes to like wipe the thing and everything, uh, uh-uh. I wasn't about that life. Like nothing was. But what I did enjoy was um, they had racquetball. Have you? Have I mean? Have you played racquetball recently? No, I am really bad at any sports that require hand-eye coordination. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> so bad like it's 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 embarrassing same i i suck at this but um my my cousin is actually pretty good at it and so she she like got me up to some kind of speed that i was functional enough to play with her and it was fun it was fun that i enjoyed and what i really enjoyed about is like dodging the ball so he doesn't smack me in the face not quite me getting it right (laughs) not quite getting it right but that was fun so i enjoyed that at least but um Never again. I'm not doing that again. If I can't work out no. for like a reasonable amount of money or it's not an activity that I actually enjoy, I'm not doing it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But people are out here doing it, so no. shout out to them. If that's your goal for 2020 or 2021, I should say this. Don't wait until January 1 to do it. Like, honestly, if you... Actually, that applies yeah. to all of these other things we're going to discuss. If you have that goal... Please do not wait for a genuine because it's just another day unless it's like a goal that requires like um, specific time coordination. Say, for instance, if you have a goal that has to do with like starting a business and you want it to start and coincide with exactly the fiscal year or something, then it makes sense for you to wait for that so you can get the tax incentives and stuff. But if it doesn't have to do with that and you're just starting a goal on your own, don't wait until the day. Just do it. Start it and keep going. Right. the second one we're going to discuss right. today is, I hate this one the most, <laughs> the resolution of being a nice person. Have you ever met somebody who had this resolution? I'm trying to think. Have you met people who have this resolution? No, but like I've seen tweets and stuff of people like confessing how, oh, this year I'm going to be a nice person. <laughs> And I honestly, like what I want to do is just get mm-hmm. in the comment section and just really tell them why this is not going to work. Because, I mean, if you are a trash person, or I shouldn't say trash person, that's harsh words. If you are a fucking trash person, you actually (laughs) say that, oh, I'm going to try to be a nicer person. Do you think all of a sudden on January 1, like, 
poof, you'd be a nice person, and then it'll be easier the rest of the year. Like, it's not, this is not a resolution you should have. If you don't want to be a, a, a horrible person, just don't be a horrible. I, I don't, I don't understand. Just suck less. <laughs> Essentially. No, really. This, yeah. this is what must happen just suck less but yeah what gets me about so many of these is like you're not you're not a different person as soon as like it's january 1 like you're the same person and if you were like not like with any of these like if you weren't working out before like you can't just be like well now i'm going to right and like no like no but also with like being a nicer person like (laughs) there was some reason you were not being a nice person before (laughs) like whatever that was did not go away (laughs) you're not just gonna be like i'm nice now (laughs) guys that resolution should really be like go to therapy like that be nice (laughs) that's a more reasonable thing right just the whole being nice thing i don't get it the other thing is a lot of people who aren't nice they'll like blame it on their zodiac sign oh you know i'm just aquarius or i'm just a a libra or whatever i'm like first of all look here bethany just because you are an Aquarius does not give you the excuse to be a terrible person. It really doesn't. So fix that. Just go ahead and fix it. And do it before oh, January God. 1. Do it before January 1, please. That part, that one kills me the most. But the one that kills me after oh, that one God. is um, be more organized. And this one I get. I get oh, this one. Um, because yeah. I suppose, I will say this flat out. I think one of the key things to have a functional life is just to be organized because everything becomes so much more difficult when you are not organized. And I'm saying that as if I'm the most organized person. (laughs) I'm not, I'm really not. I have to just confess and say, I'm not the most organized person, but you know what I hate more is people who are less organized than me when I have to work with them. It drives me crazy. It completely drives me. Have you ever, first of all, have you ever had one of those um, college projects or whatever school Mm projects where you had to work with people that just were not organized. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I Don't just make me think you. about that again. <laughs> I no, I always hated it. There's, there's nothing more annoying than being saddled with someone who just does not understand the basic principles of being organized. You don't, first of all, yes. if you are working by yourself, that's okay. Feel free to blunder and fumble your way through it. But if you are accountable to a team of people who rely on you, the least you can do is be organized and don't wait until the new year to do it. And I think that the important part is not just getting organized. It's staying organized because people can get organized. And then three days later, the whole organization falls apart because they just didn't maintain it. Like it's, it's, it's a do a little at a time. You can't wait until it's like a complete mess for you to fix it up. Just continue to maintain it. And if you wait until January 1, right. that already tells me you are setting yourself up to fail because you're going to get your whole life organized on January 1. And on January 3, it's falling apart. It's just completely falling apart. So I don't... <laughs> be more organized should not be your New Year's resolution. Just That should just be part of your being. It should just be... Just do it. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe it's like try a new way of organizing things because like... Sometimes it's like, however you stay organized, I feel like has to be sustainable. Like you could get the nicest, fanciest, like to-do list or like whatever software. And like, if you don't use it, it doesn't work for you. Then like, (laughs) it's going to go away. Like it doesn't matter how much you want to be organized. Like 
it's it's more uh it's more the discipline to keep it up than it is to actually set it up in the first place you actually every single day right. whatever that whatever system you have going it may not be the best system by the way and some people say well my old system of organization just didn't work well it didn't work because you didn't use it <laughs> so yeah. whatever it is that you pick <laughs> even if it's not the quote-unquote best one don't go spend money to get a new one just keep up whatever it is that you're using and actually take this step every single day to maintain it and then maybe you'll be organized but um yeah yeah the, the this one actually i think it hits a little too close to home save more money oh so um first of all oh. i will say this flat out being alive is expensive it just it's is so expensive it's honestly being alive is expensive <laughs> and you don't realize that in your childhood until you try to be an adult because if somebody said yes. to me right now let's just send you to school and all you have to do is be in school we'll pay for everything else i guarantee you i will take that oh. i will take that any day because i will say this before i mean i'm sure we're gonna have an episode about adulthood in a second but um oh god if like you're in such a hurry to be an adult because you think there is freedom or liberty or whatever it is independence on the other side no, it's just stress and bills. It's just stress and bills. So being an adult yeah. and trying to save money, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh. Like, I think it's more realistic oh. to just figure out a way to make more money than it is to actually save more money. Because saving money is so difficult. You have to be it like is. a genius yeah. whiz at it. It's So I understand this one as like a, a, a New Year's resolution. But again, if you didn't save money in the year 2020 because of whatever habits you have... Do you think magically on January one, your bank account would just be fat? Like, <laughs> it will not. It will not. It will not. And the thing is, like, I like I sh I shouldn't say that because that's a little bit flippant. A lot of people like lost their jobs during the pandemic and stuff. So I get that. Like, but uh, the other thing is, people usually would have spent their money like going out for drinks and stuff like that. Which, by the way, honestly, if you are young enough to do it, I think that's exactly what you should be spending your money on. Honestly, because you're yeah. never going to no other time in your life is going to be as feasible for you to spend the money like that. But um, at the same time, you can't be like, well, I had to save the money. And then like <laughs> you're drinking your for especially if you live in New York City and the cocktails are like twenty five dollars a pop. Like, oh. but the oh. thing is, like one cocktail won't ruin your budget. But like 12 of those. Yeah, maybe that'll ruin your budget. Like and if you're doing it like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it'll catch up to you. It will catch up to you. And yeah, I get this one as a as a New Year's resolution, but like it's a rough one. Especially when you're like me and you deal with stress by buying things. <laughs> Just <laughs> What was a stress buy that you had in 2020 that you realized after you stress bought it that mm, maybe this wasn't the move? I bought a paint by numbers thing. I haven't even touched it. I don't know why. <laughs> Somebody in one meeting was like, yeah, I've been doing a paint by numbers. It was pretty relaxing. And my brain was like grasping at any straw for relaxation. <laughs> I got it. I was like, why do I don't want to paint by numbers. Why did I buy this? That was like a $15 like stress purchase. It's it like a whole like canvas. Like it's. Oh, it's that actually sounds like fun. Thing. Oh, but I suppose the whole point is you it didn't probably use it. would be. <laughs> It just, <laughs> it probably would be fun, but I didn't do it. <laughs> One of the stress things that I bought in 2020 is Nintendo Switch. Let me tell you something right now. Oof. I think, I don't know why I psyched myself up and convinced myself to buy that thing. 
because I have never owned a video game <laughs> in my life, period. But I think that's actually why I got it. I was like, I've never owned one. Let me like get the thrill of owning a video game. I can't figure it out. I'm way past the time <laughs> when I should be figuring. I, I I bought it and I was like, okay, I'll buy you know the the starter games or whatever. So I went and I bought like Mortal Kombat 11 and I bought um Mario Kart. I forget what it's called, but anyway, Mario Kart Deluxe 8 or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, I recognize this from like people talking about him, and I should be able to figure it out, right? I can't. I cannot. And the thing is, like, I have no motivation to continue to play because I don't know how it works. And I don't have anybody around to teach me because, of course, it's a pandemic. I can't just go be like, oh, let me find people to teach me how to play this. I can't play it. So that Nintendo Switch is sitting right in the living room console. It's sitting right there. I, I look at it every morning and I just like, what a waste. What a waste. <laughs> so um, that was a stress buy. And I should have just saved that money. But I didn't. But now I have a Nintendo Switch that I have to do it. So shout out to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my coworkers, uh, it, it was like sort of funny at the beginning of the pandemic. And now I'm like, wow, she was smart. She took, she, like, I took my budget that I usually use for going out to dinner. And I used it to buy myself like nice, like sweatpants and sweatshirts. <laughs> she was like. That's very, oh. very smart. I think that's the way to do it if you're going to spend it. Oh my it. God. Yeah, we like thought it was funny, but then like she looks like she's always wearing, it's like everything you're wearing looks so comfortable and yet it looks so nice. It's like, what? You have like nice pandemic clothes. Like what? Yeah, but like, like if you're going to be wearing them, that's, look, segue. The whole year of 2020, I think I may have bought like, <laughs> actually two new dress pants because I told you that I was supposed to go to that conference. Like, okay. You guys have to go listen to the last episode to get what we're talking about here. But um, I was supposed to be going to a conference in April, right? And I was like, oh, I can't just wear any of the old stuff that I usually wear. The So I, I bought myself nice clothes. But that I did. But of course, I didn't end up using them. But the rest of the year, I, I'm not kidding you. I did not wear anything that was remotely casual, professional, or even business. Nothing. I wore sweats every single day, hoodies, um, bubble vest, bubble jackets, and sneakers. I did not put my foot yeah. in a dress shoe the whole of 2020. The whole of 2020. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I had to spend the money, I would have bought sweats too. That girl is smart. Smart. She's very smart. Yeah, I, I can count on one hand the number of times I've worn a bra in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've given them all up. Right. <laughs> There is no reason. Yeah, honestly, people who I see some people actually, if you if you go to a grocery shop or whatever, and I see them with like the long lashes on, the full face of makeup and everything, and I think to myself, what was the reason? What was the reason? Yeah, it's it's rough. The other um, New Year's resolution, which I wouldn't say it's my resolution or anybody's really, but we all just think it's necessary to read more because it isn't because. You know what reading is? Fundamental. <laughs> Fundamental. <laughs> I will say, I don't think I read a single book in 2020. And I'm very embarrassed about that. Did you read Did you read anything, you know, yeah, I, anything memorable what? you read in 2020? Like, did you make any reading progress in 2020? I did, actually, mostly because I've gotten really into audiobooks. Oh. So... So I did that. Yeah. So I used to have an hour commute each way to grad school. Um, oh, yeah. 
okay. And like, you need something to do sitting in your car for two hours a day. <laughs> so I got really into audiobooks, but it's great because like, I never feel like I have the time to sit and read a book, but I can like listen to the audiobook like while I'm like walking places or like doing the dishes or whatever. So yeah, apparently I can't read books unless I'm multitasking, but actually highly recommend really audiobooks. I, the only audiobook yeah. that I read because um I got it for I I only I mean by the way, if you are listening to this podcast, that's a great reason to listen to our podcast for your commute. Yeah. Just saying, just saying. It's an hour yes. podcast roughly. So like if you have an hour if you have an hour commute or a thirty minute commute, you can listen half in the morning, half in the evening. So do it. But um the only audiobook that I've ever listened to was The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, because I think Amazon gave it to me for free on one of those so I mean, I had read it before, <laughs> but it had been a really long time. So I was like, you know what, this is I'm I'm so I like listened to it like maybe three nights, like right before I fell asleep and then I I finished it. And I realized how underwhelming that book was when I listened, like when I listened to it back, hmm. I was like, wait, this is actually, I don't understand. Like the hype that it got, I'm sure was important for the time that it came out, but I was like, it's not that great. But um, yeah, I didn't read anything in 20. I think the last book that I read was um, Simon and the Homosexual Agenda. <laughs> That's the book that they actually made into Love, Simon. And I remember thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the book nice. that they eventually made into Love, Simon. And I, I, I think I read it like two years ago. And I literally Google Play, uh, Google Books or whatever it's called. It, it like recommended stuff to me and it like showed me like the title. And I was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. So, of course, I immediately yeah. bought it and I was like, I'm going to read it. I also, um, 13 Reasons Why, I got that. And... I think oh Gone Girl but that year I actually oh whatever God. it was that 2018 year I actually like read a few books that year and I was proud of myself but like after that I was like absolutely not <laughs> but um I read Gone Girl and Gone Girl was wild did you see the movie <laughs> yeah I saw the movie and read the book yeah <laughs> I knew I knew the movie actually oh I read the book and I didn't know the movie was coming out and when I obviously when I realized the movie was coming, I was like I'm watching this I'm watching this movie because the book was so good. And the, the movie actually held up to the book pretty well. So that was good. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Gun Girl or read the book, we recommend it here on this podcast. It is fantastic content. Um, I heard that they might be doing a second part. Um, I'm not sure about that. Oh, <gasps> speaking of books, I also read, I think in the same year, um, Call Me By Your Name um, by Andrea Chiman. That book... I don't remember the last time I cried reading a book. I actually cried at the ending of that book. I was like sobbing. And I think I went to visit my sister and I was in her apartment and I was just reading the book and I was crying. And she came up to me and she goes, uh, she's like, are you okay? I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This book is the ticket. It's the one. So that book made me cry. It was actually really good. And the movie came out and the movie was good too. So they're actually that I know for a fact that they're going to try to do a sequel to it. And I kind of almost don't want them to do a sequel to it. Um, Andrea Chiman also wrote a sequel to that book. It's called Find Me. And I downloaded it. Oh, you know what? That was what I started reading in the beginning of 2020. But when the pandemic hit, I just stopped. I started reading Find Me. <laughs> and I just didn't. I think I might have read maybe a fifth of it. And I just stopped. First of all, it, it got off to a really slow start. And I was already not in the mood to 
go through it anyway so i was just like maybe i'll read this later but i didn't finish it and i'm i'm embarrassed about that but um reading more i agreed this should be a resolution but also do it even if it's not a resolution because i think reading is fundamental this it says quit bad habits which um i don't think that making a new year's resolution to quit a bad habit is off to a good start because it's a bad habit for yeah. a reason. Like, you should not be blocking time off to stop that bad habit. If you recognize that it's a bad habit, do whatever you can to stop it. And don't wait. Because you're, you're bound to fail if the, if the pressure is, oh, it's a new year, new me. That's not going to work. But if, mm-hmm. if, if, you've, if you recognize that there is a bad habit that you'd like to stop and you can't do it by yourself, which I think is what the new year thing is about, right? So if, if you say it's a new year and this is a bad habit I want to quit, you assume that a lot of people are also going to be on board to quit that bad habit in the new year. So you have a small community when you say, oh, I'll do it in the new year because you know a lot of people are also going to be doing the same thing so you can have a community then. But what's likely to happen is you won't connect with that community of people and you may not be successful. So I would say do it backwards. What you should do if you have a bad habit that you want to quit is I would recommend that you find a group of people who are going to give you the support or like your therapist or whatever. And then after you get that community, make the goal to stop and then move forward that way. But if you're just checking the box of, oh, it's going to be a new year, new me. No, it's going to be new year. Same you. Same as you. Like, it's just, yeah, no, that makes sense though. I'm sure I have a lot of bad habits, but none that I'm willing to quit. Yeah, no. I'm like thinking, like, what would I quit if I had to quit something this year? And also, the thing that, you know how people do Lent and they like, you know, give up, (laughs) they give up eating red meat or whatever it is that they give up. But I'm like, why? Why? Why are you suffering? Why are you suffering Why? yourself? No. What, what was the reason? What was the reason? But um, yeah, I know that some people really have bad habits that they want to give up in the new year. And I really do wish you well. Get on your journey. Stay on your journey. It'll be good. Best of luck. I'm not stopping drinking, but. <laughs> oh, my God. After the year that we had. First I will of all, continue right on. <laughs> the bad habits that I had in 2020, I am taking them into the new year and I'm holding them dearly. The other thing is most people will say, oh, I want to get more sleep, and wake up early. Now, let me say this right now. That is not always feasible. If you have children, especially children yeah. under the age of five, it's completely impossible. Don't don't make this, because you will fail, and you will take your frustration out on people who yeah. have nothing to do with this. Just don't make that your resolution, <laughs> or just accept what it is. You are going to not sleep. The other thing is, a lot of people don't realize this. They eat snacks before bedtime. If you are, okay, I'm going to say this directly into the microphone. If you are over the age of 18, you are not a college student or you're, or maybe actually let's move it up to even 22. Once you leave college or around that age, your body just does not agree with anything anymore. And they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. You actually have to pass that age to realize it for yourself. So I'm helping you out right now. If you are over the age of 22, do not eat candy after 6 p.m. Don't do it. Because the sugar will just stay in your system and keep you up. You just will not be able to sleep. It's impossible. It's impossible. Like, and I know people who are just like, oh, it's just a bar of chocolate, like a nightcap. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Or they'll like drink a cocktail that has a whole bunch of um, sugar in it. I was like, no, no, no. Find the driest wine possible or drink the least caloric drink because it will mess you up. You will not be able to sleep. 
Yeah, no one, no one told me. Why did no one tell me how quickly your body falls apart? <laughs> it just like it just starts falling apart. <laughs> I was like, I expected that to happen at like forty or fifty, but I didn't expect that at twenty three. Oh yeah, no. Like, <laughs> it's like a timer goes off after you like it's twenty two. It goes off, and then everything. It's you know that uh, the Frank Ocean song Pink and White, where he says it's all downhill from here. It really is yeah. all downhill. You turn 22 and like what you're looking at is a very steep drop. Everything falls apart. So yes. make sure, honestly, I think it's best to understand or do your best to control what you can. And the easiest thing to control is no sugar before bedtime because your insomnia will completely, in fact, it will get worse, completely worse. Um, travel more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't make the mistake i made in 2020 if your resolution is to travel more you need to approach that with caution because there really is still a pandemic traveling more mm, maybe put that as like if you do have resolutions put this as like maybe number 500 because <laughs> you're likely not going to get yeah. to it maybe maybe just make that a 2022 one like the, yeah <laughs> just put it off maybe just chill out (laughs) yeah honestly nobody's going anywhere like we've all accepted that we're just gonna stay put but although i will say though um if you are able to if you have um make sure you quarantine two weeks before you leave make sure you're make sure you're fine get tested make sure you're, you're not sick don't spread don't throw parties don't do any of that dumb stuff but if you really want to have like a small getaway make sure the place that you're going has the necessary medical help that you need and have fun maybe like a small beach getaway where if you have a family of four or five you all get tested you all quarantine before you go and then you go on your beach vacation get a beach house or whatever and you stay there for two weeks and i think that's safe right which brings us to 2021 so in this year i actually i usually don't make resolutions but i think i will start and make an effort to be more optimistic and maybe the same thing as 2020, more adventurous. Travel is out of the question, obviously, but we'll see how that goes because trying to be optimistic <laughs> after this pandemic, it's like, I have to make an active effort to be optimistic. Um, do you have anything? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Oh, man, I should I should maybe like steal. No. Well, OK, again, not setting myself up for failure. <laughs> I wish I were more optimistic. <laughs> right. Oh, man, right. I'm pessimistic already. And this year was just like, it just no, like right. <laughs> whatever it is, it's probably even worse than I think. Like, you know what this year did to me? I I already have a tendency to um to reclusivity. I I don't enjoy mm. large crowds. I'm an introvert. Like if I already know people and yeah. it's one on one or it's like a one on two, I can manage that. But large crowds is not my thing. And 2020 yeah. gave mm-hmm. me every excuse to not even leave my front door. It'd be like literally <laughs> yep. weeks on end. I would not leave the house because what I do is I go to Costco. I stock up on it everything i could potentially need and whatever i don't need if i can order it to be delivered i will do that i will avoid going out at all costs and that just 2020 made that worse i didn't keep in touch with a lot of people i didn't go i didn't do anything so in 2021 i think it'll be good for me to actively work myself out of that and it's going to be difficult i know it is because like honestly i'm already dreading it but yeah i think i should work on that but besides that i i don't have any or unreasonable expectations for 2021 i just wanted to at the very least be better than 2020 
that's it that's oh, it. It's, it's such a low bar <laughs> Just, literally the bar is the floor like it's <laughs> it's um it's it but like in terms of 2021 um are you looking forward to anything specifically uh 2021 i didn't really make a specific resolution or anything um <laughs> I do actually need to <laughs> need to lose weight and work out more, but I'm not making it a resolution because then I feel basic. Right. But I do I do actually <laughs> like oh my god. So uh, talk about your body falling apart. I have high cholesterol now. No. Oh my <laughs> um, god. I know. Ah, I was like my doctor told me. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Apparently it's mostly genetic, so shout out mom and dad. Thanks for the cholesterol. Um, Thanks for the cholesterol. <laughs> but then I was like talking to my doctor. It's like a lot of it's genetic, and it's like, oh, what can you do? And he's like, oh, we'll eat less red meat. And I'm like I already don't really. And he was like, maybe you should work out. Are you <laughs> serious? You should lose some weight. <laughs> But, but no, similar sort of to you, I also want to like start trying to like connect with people a little more. It was actually interesting in the very beginning of the pandemic, I felt like I reached out to like friends and family a lot more because everyone was just sort of like freaked out and it was like, oh, let's all do like Zoom happy hours and stuff. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, this thing is going to go on for a long time. So like all of that just like dropped off. But it was like, it was so nice to like just sit and like talk to people Right. So, I don't know. Huh. So. It had the opposite effect for me. Like, the pandemic hit, and I was like, okay, shut everything yeah. down. I like, yeah. <laughs> like, this is, I also have this really bad habit of, um, I only have, like, 26 or 27 contacts on my phone. Like, I try to, I simplify everything as much as I possibly can. If I don't keep in touch with somebody for, like, three years, and I go through my contact list, I have to delete that number. I just have to for my peace of mind. So if anybody texts me with a number or calls me with a number I don't recognize, I don't pick up. What what then happens is people will text you just saying, "Hey, what's up? Long time no see." And they won't say who they are because the, you know, most people just have the number saved so they figured out, but I don't have those mm-hmm. numbers saved. And then I feel bad because I'm like, "Oh, if I respond and be like new phone who this?" <laughs> then they'll get upset. So I'm like, uh, "I'll just not respond." But um, it's it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. But a lot of people will like send me texts and like, oh, long time no see. If we haven't spoken in three years, you're I'm a brand new person. So like, if you're gonna send yeah. me a text three years later, we need to reintroduce ourselves. Honestly, we have to start from the very beginning. Hi, my name is Illumide. What's yours? <laughs> like we have to start from the very beginning. But um, yeah, I think. In the, in the new year, I have to like make an effort to actually keep in touch with people. Yeah, I, I, it's gonna be hard. It's really gonna be hard because if if you yeah. have nothing in common with people on a regular basis, you I just call them to volunteer information they didn't ask for. Like, how, how does that work? Yeah, but I I will figure right. it out and I will. The the other thing that I've been doing is um. I've been trying to join like groups. So I, my cousin and I, we go running every Monday. Shout out to um, a tribe called Run in Baltimore. But um, we go running every Monday and it that just gives me something on my calendar to get me out of the house. Like, so every Monday mm. I, we get up and we go. When I started doing this, I, I thought it was going to be easy because I used to run track and field in cross country in high school. And I was like, oh, this should be like riding a bike. 
Remember what I said about falling, your body falling apart after you turn 22? Oh my God. <laughs> I used to run five minute, 20 second miles. Now, I'll be lucky if I run an 11 minute mile. Everything hurts. <laughs> I can't move. I can't breathe. It's just work for me. It's work. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not fun. This is absolutely not fun, but I'll keep doing it because I'm giving myself no choice. So we'll see how long I keep that up for. When I when I quit it, I'll let you know. So hopefully 2021 will be better. Oh, okay. Are you getting vaccinated in 2021? I hope so. Okay. See, <laughs> I, I, I know somebody who got the vaccine and she was like, it's actually not as bad as most people think it is because a lot of the vaccines that we get when we we're like growing up, is you have to get the first one and then wait three months to get the second one. And if there's a third one, you have to wait another six months after that. But this one is so much easier. You get the first one. It's an, I think it's an intramuscular injection in your arm. And mm -hmm. 21 days later, you get the second one. And there were only two. So within a span of 21 days, the whole thing is done. And she said it didn't really hurt. There was She was waiting for soreness or anything. And she didn't have any of that. So apparently it's really easy. So look... If we all can get that vaccine, I'm going to make a very concerted effort to make sure. Although, I will say this, though. Um, we can't all be selfish. I think the people who need to get it first are the people who are at risk or their healthcare professionals where they're actually exposed. Right. So we need to reserve the first or like the, we can't hoard the supply. We have to make sure that they get it first. So, yeah, but getting vaccinated in 2020 can you imagine how adults do we have to be where we say what are you looking for in the new year and we're like we're gonna get vaccinated that's our <laughs> that's really what we're looking forward to in 2021 but um i would like to say for those of you who are going to be going out and so actually this podcast will probably come out after the new year so I hope you guys were safe on December 31. I hope you had fun. I'm glad to see you all in the new year. I wish all of us a fantastic, safe, and enjoyable 2021. And I hope whatever nonsense we went through in 2020 doesn't repeat in 2021. That's the hope. Yes, um, fingers crossed. I mean... <laughs> Again, trying to be more optimistic. <laughs> so I would so I won't say what I'm thinking, but <laughs> um. so again you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Empty Purse. Um you can tweet us, message us, let us know what you did for the New Year's. Let us know if you're doing any of these resolutions we talked about or maybe some more creative ones that we can steal. Um you can always find us on social media and be sure to listen to our playlist. It's a real variety. <laughs> Genres. It's a variety. <laughs> On next week's episode, we'll be discussing blank. It's actually to be determined, but I'm sure you'll find us next week and we'll let you know what that is. So until next time, peace. <laughs>